0: Stories you're about to hear
1: are entirely true. They are some of history's most notorious and sinister mysteries. Whenever possible, the actual police and witnesses involved have been used in the recreation of these events. Your hosts, senior mystery analysts, Ben Potesky and John Nafzinger, have been exploring the paranormal and the unknown for over a year. They dig deep for society's own good working in the dark to bring the truth to light. This is Drunk Mysteries. Good evening, my bravest scions that I have ever wanted to greet me under this moonlit night. My name is John Napstiger and I welcome you to Drunk Mysteries. I am joined by my ever vigilant co-host and one who seemingly strikes fear into the minds of all his foes, Ben Pitesky. Ben, how are you this evening?
0: John, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little aggravated. Really? So, as you know, I have started a tomato garden in our backyard. You have. And they have been infested with scum suckers from the pond that lives just, bull- just in back of our home.
1: Now, this is a different fungus than the one you
0: described to people. No, no, no see- I didn't say fungus, I said scum suckers. I'm sorry, I, I misheard fungus. you. Scum suckers are kind of like mosquitoes, except instead of one um, syringe-like Mouth that comes out of their face to suck blood. They have two of those, and they're just made for sucking the so scum. They have two mounds? Yes, they're made for sucking the sucking the scum out of plants. And John, here's the problem. Okay, is that when you start a tomato garden, much like I have, you become very invested in the lives of each and every one of your tomatoes.
1: They're like children, I assume.
0: No, they're more. They're more like closer. They're yes, yeah, they're much closer. They're more like children that have not just spawned out of a woman who I've impregnated, but have spawned directly out of my very own body, one of my many orifices. Ben, so, why are
1: you telling me all of this?
0: John, I'm telling you this because I find it necessary to make sure that my tomatoes know I appreciate them. Do you want to know how I do that? How? So what I do is I write them a letter telling them how much I appreciate them, and then I make sure that letter is public.
1: Now, is this sort of like a review of sorts? Do you do you rate them in any capacity?
0: Oh, absolutely. Like, some, not all tomatoes are created equal. What's your rating system? Okay, so I have a scale of one through five stars. If you receive three stars, you're okay. Two, pretty bad. Five, you're fantastic. Great. You, my friend, are the king crab and the crab mix.
1: Okay, I'm going to ask. I'm going to uh, speak for the listener here. Why are you telling the listeners this at all? Why do they want to Why do they need to know?
0: Well, John, I mean, it got me thinking. If tomatoes are a life form that deserves love and attention, much like I give them, aren't podcasters as well? And I thought to myself, maybe, maybe we at Drunk Mysteries want to be treated more like tomatoes and not like potatoes. And that's exactly why I think you could write your medical metaphorical, Tomato review by going on your beloved podcasting app and writing a quick review, maybe giving us five stars, maybe not. I don't know. But you know what it would feel like? Catharticism? It would feel like being the plumpest tomato in the potato patch. Right. Then...
1: Tonight, we're drinking one of my favorite brews. What's that, John? And that's Corona Extra. Oh, wow. Um, It's 32 ounces of fucking pure gold that we got from a gas station.
0: John, what shelf is that usually on in the uh, gas
1: Bottom, particularly. Okay. Yeah, it's it's usually... one of the more budget... Let me speak, Ben. <laughs> it's one of the more budget options that one can... <laughs> Can bring to the table at any party, any gathering, barbecue, pool party,
0: whatever. Look, school now, play. John, wait, bear in mind. This is Corona Extra, correct?
1: Yes, Corona so, Extra. So Not just regular Corona Extra. You'll know it's Extra by the dark brown bottle, the minimal labeling, the higher alcohol content, and... The-
0: Much higher alcohol content. And here's the thing, folks, is that you have to realize is that Corona Extra is extra because it is what all of the Corona kegs simultaneously gather at the bottom of the Corona Vat and let to me make just something say, thick, delicious, and ready to ingest.
1: This is my last point. I am extra drunk off of Corona oh, Extra. Oh, wow. Right? John, yeah? I have a question. What do you so,
0: got? Many people ask me, Ben. Normally, I buy my beer bottles in 12 ounces and 16 ounces, but I've heard Corona Extra is in an irregular amount of ounces.
1: Well, it's best shared with a friend, um, maybe someone you've met on a bus stop, at a bus stop, or on a bus. So um, it's
0: 32 ounces of flavor. So basically, you get you know price how M you know how M and M's have those
1: like you know sharing size packs you see at the yes. gas station. This is that for beer. Okay. Moving on. Um, You know, we just want to thank Corona Extra again. Um, Thank you, Corona Extra, for being available at a gas station
0: everywhere. Anyway, Ben, what are we talking about tonight? So, John, I want to start off tonight with a question for our listeners. And listeners, I address you directly now. Tonight, I want to ask you one thing that may define the rest of your lives. If your city, the place you are right now, was suddenly besieged by a crime wave, a crime wave of the most violent sorts, what would you do? What would you do if gangs, murderers, rapists took control of your neighborhood, threatened your very family safety, almost took your children into slavery, menaced your home and were absolutely hell-bent on destroying everything you held dear now John, I have a question yeah, would you cry if this happened? would you run would you hide? there's or, a there's a
1: chance I'm doing a combination of all three but go on
0: but John. What are the odds you stand and fight?
1: The odds that I stand and fight. Vegas odds, I'm going to say 10 to 1. Okay. Um, Given my current situation, I have access to a few weapons. Mm -hmm. A few things that I could fight back against crime, though I don't have quite the motivation to feel confident in my moves. Go on. Tell the story. I mean,
0: if we were in the movies right now, you wouldn't have to because in the movies, we have superheroes, and they fight our battles. That's right, Ben. But listen here, baby girl. We don't live in a world with superheroes until now. Tonight, listeners, we tell you the crime in, of the crime-infested Mexican municipality of Puerto Vallarta, and one, Vallarta.
1: It's, it's a soft. It's the double L makes a
0: Y sound. Okay, so what you're saying is, in Spanish, two Ls make a Y. So, in the crime-infested municipality of Puerto Vallarta and one mysterious vigilante who has decided to fight back listeners i warn you before listening any further please be warned that dishing out justice requires taking things to the extremes and because of that this episode contains shocking descriptions of violence.
1: This is the equivalent of when you go on to any porn website—the sort of warning you get that says, "Look, if you're not 18, don't, don't enter." Yeah, don't click. look. Don't look at these. And snizzes. if you click, if you click, oh, I'm not 18. It takes you to like AOL.com
0: because people are honest, John, and porn websites know that. So I have a question for you. Yeah what kind of city is this city of puerto vallarta
1: ben i actually have firsthand experience so if you will allow allow me to explain absolutely um uh, puerto vallarta let me just take you on a verbal and oral trip so close your eyes and picture a sunny beach town and let me paint in the rest of the details go ahead it was once a beautiful and wonderful place that amazed and inspired every day a gorgeous blue skies that framed a spectacular moon as well as the sun of an incredible orange. Mm. That's, that's a little rough, but um, anyway, there was a tempered and generous sea that relaxed, but also imposes a, its magnitude. Never yeah. lost on you. Never lost at the fact of that this is just not. a giant sea, a body of water that gives life, but could also take it away in a new
0: Absolutely. Instant. Sharks exist. They will eat you.
1: Uh-huh. And then, uh, to compliment all this, the cherry on top of the ice cream, is the sunsets that deserve a pause that can make even the most powerful of man or woman take stop and take stock of what was really important in life and remember to recognize the beauty in nature around them. So that's what kind of place we have. We have an idyllic paradise where uh, no man or woman ever goes without a cold drink in their hand and a hot joint in the other hand.
0: According to the Porta Vialta... tourism website there's more actually
1: yeah so it's a city crested in the middle of the mountain the sea and the sun and sand and the inhabitants of this place are magical and they were once kind by nature they're always kind by nature right no, they Excuse were once me. kind not anymore there's okay ben corrects so it, during my spring break of 06 they were kind now they've turned sour they've anywhere changed. um they were always eager to serve the visitors and the, and the tourists The geographic location of Puerto Vallarta was enviable. It was next to a huge bay at the Pacific Ocean with blue crystalline waters of all the tones one could imagine that the color scale of blue could offer. Um, And then there's a mountain also nearby. Its temperature is very nice. It's kind of warm, but not too hot. And also not too humid. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's It's a nice chill breeze. And then, um, finally, I'll get to this. There's cascading waterfalls and abundant fisheries where anyone can go and hunt down exotic sea creatures. Ben, do you have anything you want to la- add to the land of Puerto Vallarta? The John,
0: that all sounds incredibly nice, but I, I I think that it's time we undressed this pig. And listeners, I hate to tell you that what was, As was always, the beautiful city of Puerto Vallarta... Lays now in ruins As always, there's a a deception Yeah In any
1: tourist town, there's an ugly truth A magician never reveals
0: his tricks Go on, please So what was once a tropical paradise is now slightly less of a paradise Or as one girl wrote Quote, it was February 21st My sister, Ghazal, was playing with her friend out in the street Just in front of my aunt's shop I was in our house alone My mother was having coffee at our neighbor's house. My brothers were playing out with their friends. When the bombing happened, I passed out because a door fell on me. A man pulled me out. When I woke up, everything had changed. My entire home was destroyed. My village lay in ruins. I went running to look for my mother. And I found her and my two brothers. My sister started screaming and went looking for my sister. I was told to stay behind by a man with a machine gun. Suddenly, a second bombing happened. It instantly killed my mother, along with my sister, who was only in first grade. This was at 12 a.m. Fortunately, we found my third brother alive. Okay, I have a couple questions. Um, where did this girl write all of this? So, John, it's, it's important to know that that was actually a description of Aleppo during the Syrian Civil War by a refugee girl. But you get the idea. So, so you're
1: just saying that this is like that? I I want to be clear.
0: No, no, I just wanted to paint a picture. Like it was kind of like desolate. So, John, let me continue. Wow. Okay. In 2016, so so basically, it was kind of like (laughs) that. So the
1: event you just described and narrated. Don't don't try to pivot. The event you just described and narrated, while vivid in detail, Mm. didn't actually happen in Puerto Vallarta. No, it happened. But you're saying, but you're saying that Puerto Vallarta's current status in our story is similar. To what
0: this girl described? Well, not exactly. I was just trying to paint a stark picture because you know, Portofaialda is still a beautiful place where you know you can get a great hotel room at. <laughs> so
1: it's not been bombed recently. Well, never. See, but that was what, <laughs> that was what it, tossed me off from the jump was just after the bombing or the second bombing. I think you yeah. mentioned. Um, I was like, has Portofaialda been bombed? Well, no, not
0: not in the not in the traditional sense. But you know, what it has been bombed by John. It's been bombed by a crime wave. Of misculence, which have fucking been pickpocketing people with clearly no remorse. So, John, it's important to note that in, in by 2016, Puerto Vallarta saw a 200% increase in robberies. And just this oh year. Oh my God. Go on. I'll yeah, just continue. Okay. So, and just this year, 2018, people have reported. Over 1,600 cases of robbery,
1: sweet mother of pearl. Now, are those individual cases being stolen, or something more sinister? It's like
0: no, it's like mostly pickpockets.
1: Oh, because there's not like not cases of things being stolen. Still bad, but go. I'm sorry, go on.
0: Like people taking stuff. So the people of Puerto Vallarta live in fear and mild annoyance, quite frankly, by this stark rise in crime. So, basically, John, what would you do? Because what I would do is I would call out for a hero. I would, too, because you know that, like,
1: calling the, quote-unquote, police is no fucking use. You know that, like, arming yourself is only going to get you so far. So, like, if you're thinking of what you look to in the peace times, what you can mm. idealize.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What
1: you would think about is maybe there's somebody out there who can just fucking do all this for me, who is formidable, who is... Someone strong, yes. dark,
0: handsome, athletic. Exactly. So, John... I'm not gonna lie to you. The people of Puerto Did Vallarta, the people of Porta had the angel that they came calling for.
1: Was what happened next? Angel? Oh, well, next. So, police at the time had been finding men tied naked in their birthday suit, no clothes, you get the in no dicks yep. hanging out, ass cracking the breeze. Mm-hmm. They found them tied to telephone poles, uh, power lines, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all that types of stuff. And all of the victims, doubling double digits in total, Jesus Christ. have been found completely naked, and they were tied to these poles, and they had the word rata, R-A-T-A, meaning rat shaved into their foreheads, and sometimes into their, their hairlines, uh, and they had heavily swollen butt cheeks from being seemingly beaten with a paddle, as all the victims did claim. Yep. And the really the, the marks on their asses are pretty pretty damning. Yep. It was definitely a paddle.
0: There was nothing rapey about it, by the way. It no, was just just, be-
1: just there. It's a it's a vigilante yeah. thing.
0: He he paddles men. So moreover,
1: heard. all of the men found this way were suspected robbers, thieves, mm. arsonists. Wow. If, or, Larcenists, no, no, not yeah, arsonists. They're they're larcenists, they're larcenists. Mm, yeah, exactly. Uh, Pickpockets, exactly. What other, what other words are there for thief? I don't think there are any. Okay, we'll move on. Um, they've been the, all that's who we were finding tied to, to poles, naked yeah. in the middle of Mexico. Um, all victims claimed to have been attacked, stripped, and beaten by a masked man wearing all black and speaking in a deep Mexican accent. But with a silvery, ay, ay, ay. with a silvery, buttery, gravelly voice. Like, picture Sam Elliott. Uh, you know, from
0: a bunch of movies. You can Google he him. He talks like this. You want to rob in my city? Then you better rub with my paddle. Something like that. Exactly. I Exactly. That's yeah. pretty close. I gotta yeah. think. I mean, yeah. it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he—that's he, who these guys are all
1: telling the authorities that they were apprehended by, mm-hmm. that they've been tied to these poles by. Mm-hmm. Um. But that seems, inc- that seems insane, Ben. I mean, am I crazy here? Like, that seems- Well, John,
0: this has actually happened. Like, bear in mind, after the spike in robberies went up, police started finding— I feel inclined finding- to not believe these robbers, though. Go on. Well, bear in mind, police, if you Google, if you simply Google the word Vengador and Coutador, you will find naked men tied to poles, and they will all be beaten heavily. So— Likewise, these victims, these suspected robbers that were found, had brutally beaten faces, in addition to brutally beaten butt cheeks and a letter "R" usually carved into their necks. Ooh, now, that's, that's It has been determined by police that this can only be the work of one man. And soon, in the, sound, in the town of Puerto Vallarta, this one man has became a public hero. They call him a cape crusader, and the locals have given the name el vengador and cutaro by the locals what's that mean John I'm, in English it loosely means the stripping avenger now does that mean that he like
1: avenges and then strips in a sexual no, it means manner stri-
0: he means he's avenging crimes just had to ask. by stripping people and beating the of shit the, out of, of them of their dignity and no, clothes. just literally stripping them of their clothes. Okay. And dignity, you know, if you want to get into a metaphor. I don't want to get He's strip-naked. beating them, stripping their clothes, putting them butt naked. So, I mean, he, he's stripping them of many it's things.
1: figurative and literal. Exactly. Right? It's a little <laughs> they, bit of both.
0: Yeah, no, it really is.
1: So, all victims who have been tied to these poles naked in the middle of the streets after having robbed somebody or attempted to rob someone, um, they opted not to press charges because the vigilante allegedly threatened them with further consequences. I imagine that he got in their heads and said something like the tune of, I know who you are, I've been watching you, mm-hmm. and should you even fucking mention me to the other cops? I will make your he's life. He's a
0: Batman, is what you're saying. Yes, he's what a we've Batman. We've got
1: is a Mexican Bruce Wayne, exactly. A Bucano, um that was Italian, but whatever. It, it, we yeah, we that didn't got work. here. What's uh, Spanish for Bruce? I don't know. Should we look it up? We take no. A pause? No. Rick, get on that. We'll get that. We'll get that. We'll bring that back in the notes. Anyway, so we've got a Mexican Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. here, and he's just. Frankly, remember Bruce Wayne's motivations. Let's go it off of the Dark Knight version. Exactly. Um, it's a it's a sense really, of of duty to just be like, look, no one will do what. Well, and I his have parents died, but I really don't
0: want to talk too much about the Bruce Wayne Batman movie because it's kind of lame. Truth be told, for right. A podcast, let's talk right? about the Mexican. Let's talk about yeah, this. This is so, way cooler. So anyway, none of the victims, as we express, opted to press charges, and this man has been beating up people who are robbing people in Puerto Vallarta. And kicking the shit out of them to this day. So, folks, the first thing we want to know is until now, John. What? No details exist on the vigilante's identity. But Surprising. the people of Puerto Vallarta have expressed their praise as well as concerns. This man has become a police enemy and a hero of the common man. But an enemy enemy. Absolutely. So, people have been skeptical surrounding the unorthodox justice brought to alleged burglars by this man's brutal techniques. Some fear the situation may get out of hand if other violent groups start to retaliate or imitate... The vigilante style of justice. So basically, you're Joker to your Batman.
1: Exactly. And before we go any further, I want to just really bring something up that's important to me. And I think it's important to who we're going to talk about. Sure. Our sponsor tonight takes a firm stand against crime and against, you know, just sinister things. So we're going to let them kind of take the mic. Take it away, guys. Come on down, girls. Sit on down
0: and tell me about yourself. So I hear you like my meats Yeah, we think there's something else When you're smoking meats Don't settle for that second-rate stuff Girl, you need the best Get Pit Face Rubs It's better than the rest All day long Come on, girl, just sing this song Pit Face Rubs Pit Face Rubs Pit face rubs will make you come Man, that sure was a hot beat But I didn't know my meats could get nearly as hot as that beat After I've smoked them in delicious, nutritious pit face barbecue rubs These sensual barbecue rubs have made me a man And I wonder, John, how could they make our listeners a man as well?
1: I think they make you a man in a, in, a, in a figurative sense in a number of ways Because I don't want to rule out our lady uh, listeners who smoke barbecue meats um, What it does is it peaks your testosterone to a level where anyone Or your estrogen Yeah, well, no, testosterone, in fact Even if you're a woman, you still have testosterone but well, it Or peaks your estrogen it, it peaks it to a point where everyone nearby is like, basically put on notice And says, okay. wow, that person is in command they are the alpha in this scenario they are clearly in charge and i must and am obligated to trust them with my
0: life so john if you eat something smoked with pit faced barbecue rubs basically what you do is you become the head wolf in wolf mating season that's correct all the other wolves can smell the cum seeping off of your body and they ready.
1: They, they they assume a submissive position
0: absolutely you are a bull an ox a coyote in the peak of mating season and folks John, why should you buy Pitface barbecue rubs right now for a lesser price because than great, what otherwise? Because it's great.
1: But where you should buy them is at pitfacebbq.com and use offer code DRUNK10 for ten percent off your order. Wow. And what that's going to get you again is a is an alpha position in the hierarchy of your life. So alpha use, baby, use DRUNK10 at pitfacebbq.com. Pitface
0: rubs will make you
1: come.
0: John, I have a question. What is it? What has this crime spree done to this city? And what happened when we sent our own senior producer, Rick Warren, to see for himself?
1: So uh, last month, uh, we sent, we saved up our money and we pulled together the ad, the ad dollars we've gotten from your sponsors and kind reviews from you. And we sent senior producer Rick Warren to Puerto Vallarta to try and find this uh, stripping Avenger for an interview request. Uh, we were shocked and he was shocked by what he found as soon as he got off the plane after passing through customs rick had to head through the airport through the airport's infamous shark tank the shark tank is a pair of white rooms full of timeshare sales representatives and i don't know if any of you have ever dealt with a timeshare sales guy high pressure situation exactly they are selling hot and uh, anyway if you had any doubt regarding whether you're in the tank or not when you're in with these sales representatives, you'll know immediately when the reps begin aggressively approaching you as if they were bloodthirsty sharks. That's why they call it the shark tank, right, Ben? Yeah,
0: exactly, John, exactly. So, John, soon our senior producer, Rick Warren, figured the best thing he'd possibly do to survive in this particular situation is try and talk to no one and just continue walking. A polite series of... No gracias or no thank you is mm. the English translation. Kept most of these aggressive and somewhat evil salespeople at bay, but two of them were unfazed. So the these sales
1: reps began using unspeakable tactics, dark arts, mm-hmm. ritualistic things involving sacrifice Jesus to gain sales. Christ. I know, but it's fucking dark. Anyway, and so they're up to, and they were just full-blown lying to Rick, telling him things that would make his wildest dreams come true in order to get him into a nearly inescapable conversation with them. Rick was then asked for his hotel reservation documents by, quote, an official representative, end quote, and the hotel was uh,
0: in shambles. And so soon these two mysterious gentlemen offered him free transportation from the airport to his place of lodging. And then he was offered, quote, the best deal available on Port of timeshares. Real quick, what
1: is a timeshare?
0: So, John, a timeshare is basically when you buy a place with several other groups of people you don't know and you share it throughout the year. Like, let's say I bought it with you and our good friend, Carl miogis
1: So like if I may, it's like you're buying a place and you split it with 26 investors and exactly. out of the year you have 2 weeks to spend there. Exactly. So it's also it's typically a known as a, as a sham and a scheme. You, they're often highly overpriced. You're paying thousands of dollars. Oh,
0: absolutely. You're paying like you might pay $40,000 for 2 weeks out of the year, making the place valued at hundreds of millions of dollars, when in reality it's only a $400,000 And sure,
1: maybe you get a week or two in a palace. So John, I think
0: we've talked enough about timeshares. Sure, you're right, you're right. Let's go, let's go. So needless to say, Rick soon bought a mid-city timeshare for roughly $50,000. Yeah, he got in on
1: the deal. He was down 100%. But
0: that's, yeah, he'll enjoy it. So Rick, as most of you know, is an avid Zipline enthusiast. And he naturally assumed that the quote-unquote stripping Avenger likely has a similar taste for an adrenaline rush that only a zipline can provide. He could be an
1: adrenaline junkie. And so
0: soon Rick went to one of the city's many famous ziplines to try to potentially confront this uh, vigilante. Now,
1: okay, so, yeah, let's just keep going. As far as the safety of ziplining in Puerto Vallarta goes, you really shouldn't be all that worried. Um, Officially licensed tour operators comply with very... Strict, high safety standards. Oh wow! And so, John,
0: what kind of training do they have to go through to get these safety precautions? Well,
1: first CPR. L- okay. l- l- let's just get that out of the like, way. Absolutely. Um,
0: second, they have to go
1: through a mechanical course in rigging, uh, looking through carabiners, ropes, mm. physics, all of that. Um, third is is a legal course okay. in the ethics of zip lining, um, and finally, fourth, it's like an it's an environmental science sort of. Mm. It's really an open ended sort so, of. So, John, like, I have
0: a question though. Y- like, I'm never finished. We both know that Puerto Vallarta is a fracking capital of the world. I don't think do, it is. That. Do people do these zip line? Um, I, I leg- don't. Guards, basically, do they have to go through, like, do they need to know what happens if a fracking disaster goes into place and they have to rescue civilians?
1: Can you explain to me what is fracking?
0: So it's when you shoot fucking... I
1: know, but I want you to explain it to the listeners.
0: It's when you, sh- it's when you shoot high-pressure gas or water into the ground in order to blow open rock, in order to unleash... The natural gases which you want to harvest beneath this.
1: What would you do with those natural gases?
0: So, John, what I would do with those natural gases is simple. Now, you and I both know that I am a hot air balloon and giant robot enthusiast.
1: The, the now, biggest I know.
0: So, for years, scientists and physicists have been saying that the best way to power the future of humanity, which is large robots, which we can all ride around to work, to the gym, to the zoo, um, the best way to The best way to fuel them is through helium gases, actually, by tying a series of balloons to the limbs of these robots. It could kind of work like a ventriloquist dummy. And we get the gas
1: from fracking.
0: Yes, the balloons go up, they go down, as you empty sand and put more sand into the robots, and the robot can walk forward. So it's really just a skeleton, an exoskeleton, rather, that's powered by um, hot air balloons that go up, down, side to side.
1: Okay, well, if you were confused at fracking at any point, um, I think that about wraps up. Ben, yeah. what happens next? Back to the stripping Batman in Mexico, the Mexican stripping Batman. Um, so, John,
0: some suspect that Venegador and Quedador, or, or the stripping vigilante the, vigilante, the vigilante, the very same, known for brutally beating suspected criminals, stripping them butt naked and tying them to poles and then beating their butt cheeks with a paddle. Many people suspect that it's none other than Puerto Vallarta's mayor, Arturo de Vallos Peña.
1: Now, when you say mayor, you mean the leader of their city.
0: I mean the democratically elected man who runs public affairs in the city of Puerto Vallarta. The plot thickens. So, John, um, most people think this because Peña is a larger man. Big cat. Yeah, he's he's a heavy. He's kind of built like the hot air balloons that we were just talking about. Right. Um and he has powerful muscles, a strong jaw. He could bite through bricks. He has beautiful and distinct clavicles. Um and he has always taken a hard stance against crime and most people have thought like okay, this vigilante is probably a bigger dude. Um, he's he, fighting people. He's, he's
1: accosting individuals that are criminals he's and tying the polls, submitting probably,
0: them. He's probably very obese, much yeah. as Arturo Davos Peña, only because like in Mexico, that's a sign of power. Like There aren't many, there aren't many obese people. So on top of this, Mayor Peña has never been afraid to make noise when it was needed. So as one of his neighbors, um, Gerardo Sandoval Ortiz, described, quote, Mayor Pena and one of his friends meet frequently in the middle of the hall outside of my home. They shout at each other for hours with no regard for me. Mir Pena is the worst neighbor in the history of neighbors, and his predecessor, Ramon Guerrero Martinez, is the best mayor who has ever governed this city. And I proclaim him, quote, the savior of Varieta, and desperately I am touting for his return.
1: So we also, it should be noted, we have no other leads on who might be uh, Vengador and Querador um, until now. So and John, this is I know you had some take I-, over. I know
0: you had some ideas about this. This is a
1: whole where we take over. Yeah,
0: exactly. So John, I know you had some ideas about this. Who are the witness? Who are the people that you thought it might be?
1: Okay, first I have a hunch. I mean, I don't know his name. Um, But I think that it's going to be the local blacksmith. I think that this guy is going to have a a notch for both making machinery. He's got access to a whole host of equipment because I think this um, uh, Mexican Batman... Is going to need tools mm. to bring down these criminals. Mm. He's overpowering them, yes, but he's also using finely crafted tools and weapons. Such as paddles. Such as. Which paddles. are basically just flat baseball bats. Such as bats. maybe cuffs. Yes, they are flat baseball bats. But maybe his has specifically drilled holes in it maybe. to decrease wind resistance, right? He can cut Do through the air. Do you know that air. for a fact? Well, I mean, I was in a fraternity. I know how, you know, paddle physics So work, you've
0: beaten but... a lot of men's assholes, is what you're saying. No,
1: but I'm saying I've had, I have not personally. I have witnessed it, but I. I have also... Wait a minute. And you wait. And when you dude, witnessed this it, is not an indictment of, of me. Let's move past this. What I'm trying to say... What was the?
0: Did anyone ever die when you were beating of their assholes in course not. The and
1: again, I want to emphasize, Would I you was say never on the doing air the, air the beating.
0: You, oh, please. You've never even taken part in the no, beating? No,
1: I am not an intimidating individual. I tried... I'll, I'll say this. Let me just clear the air. As a member of the fraternity, uh, early on in my tenure, I tried to intimidate pledges. I was poor at it. I am not a, a large being. I do not have a deep voice, as you can hear, and so I was—I I had little effect on these young freshman minds. So I left You've that to other people. Voice than some. Well, I left that to others. However, when the subject came about what instruments they should use upon hazing, certainly I, I offered my expertise in science and physics to say. So look, basically, you were just like, could, like a torture No, let me fi- let me fucking finish. What I said to them was, look, if you want your paddle to swing faster through the air drill holes in it you'll still have the 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 pledge will not know the the difference minimally that would be minimal between impact of having a smaller surface area but the wind resistance will dramatically be decreased if you cut several holes drill several holes so basically you're you
0: were the torture chamber you know tool master so to speak i was the yeah exactly
1: Okay, that pretty much sums it up. Yep. Okay. Anyway, back to Mexico. Mm-hmm. What I think, so again, what I think we have is um, we have a blacksmith, we have a tool yep. crafter, who's probably been threatened. He was threatened once uh, by this sort of mob uh, of crime underbelly, mm-hmm. and then that led to an inadvertent killing that maybe he didn't even predict. But it sparked a fire. It gave him a taste, and he said, "I can fucking do this." So he crafted himself a little suit. He made himself a few weapons. The paddle we talked about. He got it. He gave himself the tools to fight crime in his city. And so far, the criminals
0: are running scared. So John, I actually have a bombshell to drop on you. Drop it. So Rick, way, am I Rick and off? I left you out of some information. I'm that, way off, um, aren't I? Yes, we actually know for a fact that it is Mayor Pena. Mayor Pena, folks. I said it here first. Ramon, or uh, what's his full name again? Uh, Mayor Pena. So <laughs> Mayor Pena, we found out is the man, only known as Vengador and Kadaro.
1: You really, you guys, the both of you, you and Rick, really left me out to dry there.
0: So Rick's an unreliable aerator. like So are you. Some, ah, it doesn't matter. But anyway, so what we know, folks, right now is this man has had an eye to serving justice. He was a huge Batman the TV series fan. and now um, And now he's serving justice left and right, beating criminals until they're butt naked. And leaving their bodies in the streets, and folks, that's what we do here at Drug Mysteries. We solve the mysteries that you wanted solved.
1: Sources tonight were www.viartauno.com. You can also find more things at. Uh, you know what. Banger Pena was the source. Anyway. um our, <laughs> so is Rick Warren. Our theme tonight was our beer. our game. we want to thank Corona Extra. Yep. 32 ounces You can get at the gas <laughs> station. 260. A uh, pop. Um, we want to thank Pit Face Barbecue Rubs. Again, Pit check them rubs. out. We'll make come, Buy baby. a rub. Use offer code DRUNK10. DRUNK10. And you'll get 10% off your order. And that's fucking hot. We've made raves. We've made brisket. We've made fucking steaks. Pork chops. Mashed potatoes. And we've used... We've um, made
0: potatoes. Like you can, you can rub anything under pit face rub. It's whatever. delicious.
1: Anyway, uh, again, this episode could not have been done without the extensive journalistic expertise of our senior producer Rick, Rick Warren, Rick Warren. Uh, despite his budding Alzheimer's. Uh, we want to John. It's him. not really
0: budding, and we don't want to talk about that anymore. He's... His, okay, his estate has made the request to us that we do not refer to his Alzheimer's as Alzheimer's anymore. But we refer to it and as... And of course, in true
1: Rick Warren fashion, we are not going to listen to them. We're going to tell the truth. No, so John, John. Good luck, estate. John,
0: John, John. But uh, yeah, Rick Warren, is, he's done a lot of work, and um, I'm Great. sure we will continue to say what he says in the future.
1: Right. Do you have anything else for this episode, or...?
0: Oh, absolutely! So subscribe for, and
1: review on iTunes, and so other, yeah. If you places, guys could
0: subscribe and review on iTunes, even break? if you hate the show, I want you to know this: we will well, do. No. We will do is you. All you have to do is send us a message on drunkmysteries at gmail.com and um, we'll owe you a favor. Like all you have to do, is right? Be like, so, in the name ben, of the like, Dark Lord,
1: I, this has been Drunk My- Mysteries. My- Ben, if you had to pick a single insect to embody and then,
0: you know, take that insect's characteristics, what would it be? John, obviously a dragonfly. Do you want to know why? Why? Because if you've ever seen dragonflies, you will notice that they're constantly fucking each other. You will usually see two dragonflies attached to each other at the hip, having piercing and but if
1: they're having sex with each other constantly i mean what can we guarantee can we guarantee their safety is that possible
0: no obviously not i'm pretty sure after dragonflies have sex the male is immediately devoured by the female in gruesome fashion in front of multiple other dragonflies for reasons we do not quite understand
1: this is all very alarming